You're listening to Auto D coming at you live. Yes, which way? What, when, how? Mr. Auto D flip the track right now. Hey, I'm Auto D. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to listen to some great music and talk to some really cool people. And I know there's a lot of things you could be doing, so I appreciate that you're getting with this. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Auto D Show. I am your host, Otto Daniolo, and I'm in the mood for a little Corinne Bailey Ray. So, won't you join me? Corinne Bailey Ray with Enchantment here on the Auto D Show, which is brought to you by Jet Set Magazine, the world's leading affluent lifestyle publication. You can check them out at jetsetmag.com. 
And also Scott Still Studios, the place to go for all of your audio and video production needs. And you can find them at scottsdalestudios.net. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of the Auto D Show, send me an email at auto at autod.com. This week has seemed a bit strange with nothing but crazy things happening all over and really all over the world for that matter. So what do you do when uh, the world goes crazy? I tend to find some music that engages me, something that I can sink my teeth into. So tonight I've invited a friend of mine to the show that is a songwriter, a singer, a musician, a producer, and uh, he, he creates music that you can sink your teeth into, so to speak. So here with me tonight is Irving Jack. How are you doing, Irving? I'm well. Good, Good to see you, Otto. Thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. It's an honor. Well, let me ask you a little bit about making music. In fact, before we even get into making music, I always do that. I always start with one thing and back up. Bad, bad <laughs> habit, I guess. You should see somebody about that. I, I probably should. <laughs> Got anybody in mind? Hey, Jane, are you listening tonight? Uh, anyway, back up. So there's a vo- your voice is uh, you know, vaguely familiar. Vaguely. Maybe, maybe vaguely. to my listeners. Maybe. Can you do the old, uh, you're listening to mm-hmm. the Otto D show? Can't can't get down there. It's too. It's not late enough yet. <laughs> okay, but Irving is the voice on my opening that plays every week, and uh, he he recorded that for me as a friend uh, quite some time ago when we started the show about half a year ago. That's right. But now back to music. You um and I have been working in the studio together on a number of projects over the last year and a we half, have. two years. Yes, we have. And the very first time I worked with you was a very unique experience for me, <laughs> which completely uh, <clears throat> got me engaged in your process. I know, I know. And I've told this story to people, and it's, it, it's still shocking to me how, how it went down. But basically, you know, just so people understand, I've been making records for a living since 1982. I've lived in the studio, mm. seen a lot of people come in and make records. Right. And uh, you contacted me, you wanted to do a little bit of studio time, I think it was a couple hours, and Mm -hmm. so about a day Mm -hmm. or two before, and you're the producer, so I'm just opening the door and letting you come in and do your thing. Right. And you sent me an email that Mm -hmm. was broken down 10 minutes at a time. Here's what we're going to (laughs) do. We're going to do drums from 5 o'clock to 5.10, from 5.10 to 5.15, we'll set up for piano from 5.15. And I'm sitting there reading this breakdown and just laughing to myself. I'm thinking, this Mm -hmm. guy... He doesn't know what he's doing. He's never done this. <laughs> That's not how it goes. This is impossible. And then I looked at it again. I thought, you know what? I'm going to see if I can do this. This, this would be so cool if I could just do this. You know? Right. And you came in, and uh, basically, we did that first record exactly the way you'd written it out. Exactly. Yeah. Just, and just nailed it. And that was one of the craziest things I'd ever seen in my life. Because when you wanted to play drums or add drums, you saw there were drums in the studio. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. said, oh, I want to play drums. And I'm thinking, they're not even set it's up. <laughs> and, and, but they're there. Yeah. They're and there. I'm like, do you play drums? Well, so no, but my son has a drum kit. I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. And so you said, is there a kick drum? Yeah, right there. And you sit on the floor by the kick drum. You start, you have a, you got a mallet or something? I give you a mallet. Mm-hmm. You start banging on the kick drum. I'm like, I'm like, seriously? I remember. So I put a mic on the kick drum. And I went in sure. and hit record, and you played just perfectly in time, kick pattern. Mm-hmm. Then you sat and did the same thing on the snare drum. Then you played cymbals and hi hat. And I'm mm-hmm. like, we have this whole drum track, one take through each time, no punches, no passes. And mm-hmm. it sounds like a drummer. And I'm like, holy cow, what's going on? <laughs> this isn't the way it goes. Yep, yep. That's years of sequencing. Oh, is that what it years is? Years of sequencing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Playing, playing to a click track when I was just as terrible at it as you would have expected (laughs) exactly i did expect (laughs) so that's been that's been a process and then also you know you've introduced to me i know i'm you're my guest and i'm doing all the talking Um, keep going keep going you uh introduced to me a couple other interesting things you really started to get engaged with um the internet in terms of making your records and we would be on record and it would be done and then mm-hmm. I'd get a call from you saying, hey, you, you've got French horns coming from, from England or Paris. something. Yeah. yeah. And all these people would be sending mm-hmm. me tracks that mm-hmm. you would, you'd hired and, and you know, they'd do That's their right. and send them in. And we would kind of That's right. put all this together and comb through it. And mm-hmm. you've also engaged a lot of, uh, a lot of local talent on That's some right. of your projects. In That's fact, right. um, I want to play a cut of yours called Memories. But why don't you tell me a little bit about that before we do? Memories. <clears throat> I wrote that tune uh, uh, back in high school. I had uh, several of my friends, um, uh, Jason, Jeremy, Wayne, and Steve, and I would come over to my house. We were sounds uh, like trouble already. It's trouble. It was definitely trouble. So and, where was where was high school? What uh, Chisholm Trail Academy in in a small town called Keene, Texas. Okay. And uh, we would come over t- uh, periodically to my place, and and I'd play the piano, and everybody would stand around the piano, and we'd sing. And I wrote this song. You know, uh, uh, it flows from teenage angst. 
and and we and we sang the song almost exactly as it appears on the album. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the there's a few changes, but but we were you know teenage guys just screaming at the top of our lungs. Mm-hmm. You know, in my front room there around doing the my boy piano. band thing. Absolutely doing the boy band thing, uh, and and there was a there was a name for the band. It was called the Boys from Beyond, but I, I don't know that they liked it. I loved that name, and I I couldn't get them to. <clears throat> to, to buy into that yeah huh? exactly but uh, we sang this song memories yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna stick that at 1991 okay and uh then you know this many years later got into the studio with the right people yeah because this just came out um, just came a month out. and a half ago something two like that months ago something like that so it's available on itunes available, that's right Our irving jack tunes that's right. memories you so who, and so tell me a little bit about who who is all on this record okay well <clears throat> well on this on this uh record uh we pulled in brian chartrand Local singer songwriter. Local single songwriter. He's just a just a gorgeous voice. In fact, I call him local, which is unfair. He he lives here. That makes him local. Right now, he's right. in Europe touring, and he tours the East Coast and another band. I mean, the guy's working all over the world all the time. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> we 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 pulled in a a guitar player from uh, San Francisco, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, uh, Louis uh, Louis Robertson, I believe. Okay, and and. Uh, the, the the drums came from London, right? The the guitar came from San Francisco. You know, lots of the stuff was done here in Phoenix as well. Uh, we got Morris Allen on there. We That's got right. I we think got it's the you. last track that Morris. It is recorded. the last track that Morris recorded uh, before his untimely. Uh, yeah, it was sad. Very very sad. Miss Miss Brother Morris. Yeah, and. Um, so and you're singing on the track as well. I'm on the fact, track originally, too. Originally, it was completely you. Before it was kind of like you know, you told me this. I feel like this is a boy band song, and I'm like, right. what? Only more like you know, a <laughs> bunch of old guys that get back together. It's like a reunion. <laughs> that's right. So I think you used us that's to live vicariously the dream exactly, of putting your friends back together. That's exactly. I did use you guys, and and I'm not sorry. <laughs> and uh, that that was vicariously well well put. So you wrote this, like you say, you were about how old were you? Nine, nine, oh, you were still in high school, so. Well, uh, 17, let me see. I was born in 85. Yeah. Let me see. 85, so this is eight, 91. <laughs> you were seven. Perfect. So here's a seven, seven-year-old Irving Jack with memories. Clinging to a hole, being pulled out of a hole in which I lie. I wonder who'll be the one Show me how true love feels Still I try Try to forget about you Someday I'll quit wishing you were here Someday these memories will disappear
listening to Auto D coming at you live. And I am Otto Daniolo here on the Auto D show with my guest Irving Jack. Hey. And uh, that was Memories from your latest release. Fantastic. Fun song. I love it. And I believe all those horns, those are that's Greg Varlotta, I that, believe. That is not Greg Varlotta oh, on that he's tune. He's on all the that's, other records, that, and I'm hearing on, that that's trombone right, going, that's, right. that's Greg. On that tune, that's Christopher Bill. Christopher Bill. That's right. He, you, can, you can find him on YouTube, just a phenomenal horn player. Uh, my, my dad, who is a uh, retired uh, attorney in Texas, he uh, sent me an email one morning saying, check this guy out, because Christopher Bill was, a, oh, was on this. YouTube, and he was phenomenal. I contacted him. I told him what I wanted him to do. <laughs> I asked him to send me about 16 tracks of him doing that, those, those parts there, and mm-hmm. he, he was he was a he he sent me back. he just killed it he knocked it out of the yeah. park that sounds great i can't i guess i can't even remember which one sometimes i did with you which ones were sent in that we worked on in fact this record started i think it started at this my old studio did, and then some stuff was cut at a condo in my closet when i was moving stuff mm-hmm. and now it's at the new place sundown that's sound right. that's when right finished the mix and cut that's brian's right. part mm-hmm. um you know it sounds a lot like uh, david foster you must have been a Band. I have heard that more than once from session players and <laughs> <laughs> and listeners say so you sound like uh, you sound, you produce like David Foster. Well, David Pro- Foster is a, just a hero is an understatement. You uh-huh, know uh-huh. when he when he uh, came in and, and and began producing for Chicago back in uh, well the the album that changed my life was Chicago Seventeen, which was released in eighty four and. Wait, you weren't born yet. You're right. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. shoot. Man. <laughs> uh, whatever. So, uh, Chicago 17. I need to have all these interviews scripted. That's right. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that that album, uh, 16, 17, and 18, right. were just such phenomenal. They were, they were such life-changing albums for mm-hmm. me to listen to, to David Foster. You know, uh, I don't, I don't want to say anything negative about Chicago, but they were a little bit all over the board until David Foster arrived. Right, right. And, and you know, stylistically. Yeah, I think I, I would say they, they had a certain psychotic attitude, meaning that you have different <laughs> singers and different writers. And, right. And they wouldn't they wouldn't right. argue that, hey, we need to go to a place. and be like, okay, you go do your thing. When you're, right. A bit like the Beatles ended up at backwards. They mm-hmm. had one sound and ended up with four and right. split. You know? Right. And, and and for some people, you know, that was the undoing Peter of Chicago. Peter Cetera might have been one of the things that kind of glued that coming together, you know. Yeah, yeah. Having him... Uh, as, as your main lead singer, but mm-hmm. but uh, you know when he left and, and Jason Sheff replaced him, uh, you know in my mind they they may have gotten even better. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm afraid <clears throat> the disciples of uh, Satara might <laughs> disagree. <laughs> might with you disagree with me on that, but but uh, well that, they're on holiday, so don't that, worry about it. That's okay. Well, that era was formative, uh, you know, in in a, in a major well, way. I for remember me. I remember you telling me once that. You know, I, I was one of those kids. I didn't really read the names on records. If I liked a song, I remembered the song. Mm-hmm, and for mm-hmm. some reason, I gave all the credit to the the art. I didn't. Mm-hmm. My mind didn't go to the next step. Going, well, who made that art? I, d- I did <laughs> and, that too. But you you read the names and you were like, well, I, all the records I like, it turns out right. David Foster did. Them. Right, right. That's that's absolutely that's absolutely what happened. I gave all the credit to the artists and to uh, and then there was a, a turning point where I started noticing, you know, this particular producer uh ron nevison being right. one of them and, and david foster being mm-hmm. another who just okay okay what i'm hearing and loving is what uh, they do it's what they do <laughs> mutt lang you know you can hear mutt lang coming through on lady gaga just as just as certainly as you can hear him coming through on, De- on def leppard right. and and going oh it's i'm hearing the producer i'm not actually hearing the artist the producer steered the artists toward this particular sound and that's right. what i'm falling in love with okay okay and yeah that was a well give me a chicago tune that uh you, that comes to mind as one of the songs that really meant something to a, you. a chicago song that is an example of everything possible is perfect is <laughs> if she would have been faithful <laughs> how could you how could you improve upon that all right, well, let's uh, play a little bit of Chicago with uh, that particular track, uh, if she would have been faithful. I was thinking about her, visiting the past. 
Reconstructing details with old photographs. I was studying the faces with an objective point of view. She had another lover She emphatically denied But they were doing me a favor A blessing in disguise If she would have been faithful If she could have been Yes, yes, yes. Uh, magical. It's a wonderful song, a wonderful track oh, from a great is. record. Absolutely. Bill Champlin screaming there alongside, <laughs> alongside Jason Shep. It's awesome. I was lucky to have an opportunity to work with Bill on the project. It was a lot of fun. And then even luckier to get to stop by his house in Hollywood wow. and go hang out in the studio for wow. a minute. Um, and then, you know, when, when people like that, they're so incredible, and you look up to them, and you get a phone call, like, Mm -hmm. Hey Otto, do you know what club I should play in Phoenix? Because we're going to be doing this thing, and you're like, "Oh my God, you're asking me, <laughs> you're, you're calling me." It's like, "Wow." Yeah. That's like yeah. I'm not even going to give you an answer. I'm just going to put you on hold for a second. That's, <laughs> it's like a drug shot or something. Exactly, the bill champ. Yeah, it's like that's all. I don't need to talk to you. Wow. I already, I got the call. Yeah, absolutely. It's just kind of funny, you know. You, it's just a funny thing. But he was, he was a great guy. What a talent! Mm -hmm. What a talent! Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I wanted to get back to one other song of yours too. To play. Okay. Um, getting and getting back to your process, this tune that I picked to play called Wombat. Yes, is a little less David Foster, but Definitely. no, no less uh, production value. I mean, you you really do. The old thing was you know. Throw you know throwing in the kitchen sink. You do if there's if there's if there's a room for something, you put three or four things in it. it That's it's right. Just boom. There's a there's, there's That's room. That's right. That's and, right. Um, and so and and on. To, to, Part of that process for you again is you find people online and you hire them 
That's when, right. When records are done. That's right. And this is a this is a one's a really interesting example because you found a girl online so that's through, right. through a, a Mickey, website. That's right, Mickey Shiloh. And uh, out in Los Angeles. And I hadn't heard of Mickey, and you were like, "Hey, have you heard of this girl now?" And well, sure, you're going to be getting vocal tracks from her for this song. <laughs> I'm like, "That song's done. No, it's okay. No, it's not done yet." And she ended up on a couple of tunes, which we yeah. talked a lot about. Uh, in fact, you introduced me to Mickey. You told me right. to get a hold of her when uh, I was looking talking to you about a guest for the show. You recommended her. I reached mm-hmm. out to her. Uh, she was on the show a couple of months back, a few months back. And um, we played some of her stuff, and we also played a tune of yours where you had her sing Swahili. Right, that's right. Which was a that's funny right. story. We that's don't need right. to go through all of so, that. Solapide, right. Yeah, we won't go through Absolutely. all that again. But that was an incredible thing, and I played that cut on the record then. That's right. So you've kind of been on the show every week between your voice on there and <laughs> guests right. and different people. Now it's finally and I'm you're honored. Here I'm honored talking about That's your music. Right. So That's right. Now Wombat was struck me because again it's one of those tunes where you called me up and said, "Hey, I, I asked my buddy to give me a line that I could never write in a song." That's right. Or something like that. That's right. One of the one of the original singers in the Boys from Beyond back from the okay. From, yeah, uh, he's now a, a, a doctor. Uh, he gave me a line. And the challenge was, give me something that is so wacky and impossible mm-hmm. to, to, to bring coherence to. Mm-hmm. And I was you know, saying, I will, I will write a tune around this no matter how, uh, no matter how uh, impossible right. you, try to, you try to send it to me. So what did he give you? He gave me, uh, now, yeah, now that you asked me, I can't pull up the line. Uh, Emerald and Crest. Sky, what is it? Skyfield. Okay, he gave me the line, Skyfield, it's not Skyfield, Buttercrest upon the Emerald Wombat. Wombat. Yeah, that's what he said. He sent it back to me, Skyfield, Buttercrest upon the Emerald Wombat. And I, and I had to, and I had to, to sit and think and meditate uh, on that and try to create a scenario in which that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and so you had to go fishing for some lyrics. And too. so I, yes, I went fishing for lyrics, and you know, just thinking, uh, just just pulling out all the stops to go. Uh, in what in what scenario does a sky filled buttercrust upon an emerald wombat actually, you know, answer? Hey, where do you get an emerald what wombat? Question? Anyway, <laughs> and how do you get one? Where did he find one <laughs> to put this crest on? So um, precisely, so precisely. you studied, you did a little reading on what wombats were all about, and right, you used right. words like, um, "Gosh, vombata day." Like vombata day, that's right. It, that's right. If you if you're going down your 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 class of mammals into your uh, into your <laughs> infra class and your order and your suborder, the uh, your your family is vombata day, and so day. that's so the I, family of wombat. <laughs> the family from which you get the the that's right the wombat. Okay, and so that's why you're going to hear the word vombata day coming up. Uh, join the join the family of vombata day. Uh, absolutely. And there's an, an, another lyric, and I'm not sure how this all got tied in, but um, the, there's a word called a peduncle or peduncle. <laughs> and before that, <laughs> you, you describe right. it with two that's adjectives, right. a festive peduncle, but not just any festive peduncle, but a geriatric festive peduncle. That's a lyric in the well, song. Well, you know, a juvenile peduncle doesn't make any sense. But, okay, because. But a, but a geriatric festive peduncle, that makes perfect sense. Because. You, again, it's, it's, another, it's, it's another morning sitting out on the porch. Uh, drinking med- some strong coffee. <laughs> Just drinking this ain't strong Starbucks. coffee, and 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 contemplating, you know, the inferior cerebellar peduncle and the middle cerebellar peduncle, and of the wombat, and and the, and, the, and the, yes, of the wombat, and what it must, what it must be doing, <laughs> what it must be like to to be a superior cerebellar peduncle. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah, there's. Uh, so, so the geriatric festive <laughs> peduncle, like the one you used to murder your uncle, your aunt like used the, to murder your uncle. The one the your aunt used line. to murder your uncle, exactly. So, I mean, what a crazy, crazy line! It makes it makes perfect sense uh, under certain circumstances. Well, I would say at this point, there's nothing we can do but play the wombat song. <laughs> well, let's roll it so then. that people have a clue of what we're talking about. Love it. When you just don't care what other people say.
walk home was over looking at a yellow cat He was painting a picture of a pretty little tree He said, what's our mat? I said, I don't even know you know my middle name I'm just one guy, I'm aware I'll be the same after this And it wasn't after that He said, I'll teach you about love I can teach you about conquest and diversity I said, teach me the first two But save the last one for the university With a wing of his hat With a tip of his hat We were, we were on our way Knowledge is the kind for which no man can pay He appeared in the sky But a crest upon the emerald wombat It was a field But a crest of apron made for combat Ooh, It was a geriatric festive Kadunkle, the kind your aunt used to murder your uncle He was everything I ever wanted to be He was a little too much content For the kitty's dissertation Sequiousness locking eyes With insubordination Rose up and I was just about to say What's a story feel I'm out of snow about Bombay Day? He said you're all human, bring more blood than all the trees You let a cat become your teacher And I had to think about that While I stared into the Scaffield but a crest upon me I'm a Bombay It was a field but a crust of paper And made for combat It was a geriatric festive But don't call and use it to murder your uncle There's one bet. I mean, you need oh, to, yeah. you need to create a new category oh. of award for that because I, I don't know where to put that one. Outstanding. And the whole bit about the kitty's dissertation. I mean, all these lyrics right. are incredible. How to sing those words in some of these songs? It's, it's amazing. It's not easy for a kitty to uh, finish hey, a dissertation. I guess. Now you had a huge band on that. It sounds like as well. Oh yeah. You know, we talked about Mickey Shiloh and what. A, She's opening the, the opening vocal and then opening, the girl throughout the track. That's right. There's there's uh, Joe Corral on the flute there right. and, and Greg Varlata. Oh, okay. Such a pro trombone and trumpet. Uh, I knew we had him in there. Someplace. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 one of the people that's been very exciting to to work with uh, long distance is Sam Robson. He's a London vocalist uh, who, you know, his his claim to fame was acapella hymns that he arranged in in a in a vocal style that's just. It's just beyond description. It's mm. it's ineffable. It's, it, it, he he's strongly influenced by uh, Take Six. I don't know if you remember them, mm-hmm. but uh, but uh, it's just gorgeous. And he's in there, uh, you know, doing what he does. Uh, you heard Mel Brown doing the bass uh, again. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm privileged. Track. I'm privileged to work with people who just <laughs> every every single one of them will just blow your mind. Uh, uh, Thano, mm-hmm. uh, a Phoenix guitarist, uh, uh, Thano Sanas, 
Uh, yeah, well, don't ever think you're going to work with him again. <laughs> because, I mean, Why that, is that guy, well, he's so busy that, you know, yeah. he and I have been dear friends for 20 years, and now it takes me two weeks to get a phone call. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, mean, I can believe it's like, that. Uh, in fact, I called him. I let, Watch this. I'm calling him out on the air. I called him just the other day, and I, I left him a message saying, hey, I know you have 22 gigs in December, so you're probably not available. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I haven't got a call back. It's like, yeah, you know, you know I'm not available. Well, when, when we did get him in the studio, he'd be, you know, he'd be catching us up on, on what, oh, he'd, been, what he'd been doing. Yeah. It was uh, very enviable, the, yeah, place, the places he's been and what he's doing. Yeah, he's doing lots of stuff. And, uh, yeah. No, that, so that, is that the list of characters? You got any other names you want to drop on that record? Absolutely. Well, 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 like I said, Lewis Robertson. Uh, no, 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 no. Thano was one on that. I'm, I'm confusing mm-hmm. the two songs. Yeah, Thano, Thano uh, was was the guitarist there. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> it was fun having Mickey, Mickey on that. I know she was on the other track, but then we kind of revealed her in that song. She wasn't supposed to take a solo line. I remember thinking, she sounded really good by herself. I was like, right, mute right. everybody else and let her kind of Right. Mickey's, Mickey's a big deal. Mickey, Mickey, Mickey has, has co-written and, and sung with the likes of Pitbull and Janet Jackson, J-Lo, Wiz Khalifa. I mean, she had her first number one hit song when she was in high school as a writer. School. She went to USC. And I think it was USC, if I recall my mm-hmm. interview. And she showed up as a freshman already with a hit record as a writer. I mean, talking wow. About, yeah. Wow. And then going back and forth between the studio and school writing songs. I mean, and that new one uh, that uh, I just saw on the internet that you, mm-hmm. you shared mm-hmm. and posted. What a great track. She's, yeah, she's incredible. She is. She really is. Um, what's a current song out, a uh, more, more modern pop tune that uh, kind of inspires you? Because I know that your sound in a lot of your records isn't just a throwback to you know classic Chicago-style stuff. There's a, a lot of modern influence in your music, too. You know, th- th- there's a song that I, <laughs> I really enjoy very much. Uh, it, I think it peaked back in May, um, but it, it's by the band uh, Walk the Moon. Walk the Moon. Walk the Moon. And... and they just capture, in my mind, this is an oversimplification, but they just capture the 80s. And what a glorious time it was for music. <laughs> it was just a glorious time. And, this, and, and their, their song, Shut Up and Dance, uh, you know, it's just, it just makes me so happy to watch that video again and again and again and to hear that song on the radio. Just love Walk the Moon and Shut Up and Dance. Well, I think then we should spin it. Let's spin it. A little Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. <laughs> oh, don't you dare look back. Just keep your eyes on me. I said you're holding back. She said shut up and dance with me. This woman is my destiny. She said Oh, 
listening to Auto D coming at you live. And that was Shut Up and Dance on the Auto D show from Walk the Moon. And I'm here with my guest, Irving Jack. That's right. How can you be anything but happy, bordering on ecstatic <laughs> after hearing that? When you listen to that, absolutely. Great I get tune. that. It's a fun Great song. Tune. Well, listen, Irving, I have a surprise for you all this talk about Uh-oh. you and your boy bands. I have uh, someone on the line who is uh, a guitar player that I played with when I was in grade school and high school before he moved to California to become a rock star. And he's a blues guitarist up in Denver, Colorado. His name is Greg Allen. Greg, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Otto? Doing good, man. Thanks for taking a few minutes to talk with us tonight. Absolutely. Um, I want to spend a cut of yours that I particularly like that's kind of crazy. And part of it is the production style. It's uh, pretty neat. In fact, I was giving a lecture on mixing two weeks ago, and I used this song, without your permission, I hope you don't mind, as an example of basing a mix around around a guitar and not around the drums. We always kind of put the drums up and then build around it. And in this track, the drums sound kind of like, ah, oh, they're over there, and they're, and they're a little muffled because it's all about the guitar and the vocal. And I just thought the vibe of this track was really, really cool. Great. Yeah, I think as a guitar player, I think you should always mix around the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you like that you, you condone that Absolutely. practice cool well listen man how long how long would you say you've been writing songs now you've been writing for a while oh yeah I mean I, I wrote back uh, you know I grew up in the Midwest and I was writing back then you know before I got out of high school and um, you know they've changed over the years and now I'm, I do blue stuff and um, seems to have stuck with that the last several years and uh, yeah it's going good so you um Right now you're in Denver, Colorado, but uh, you spent a number of years out in L.A. playing the whole I'm going to be a rock star and, you know, all the yeah. glam rock bands playing in pop bands. And you, you had some uh, pretty cool stuff happening out there for a while. Yeah, that was fantastic out there. I mean, uh, just the whole scene out in Southern California is pretty neat, you know, because you can have um, the studio guys will come in and just sit in here and then. And, um, you know, it's 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 casual out there you right. know it's not a big deal to have Kenny <laughs> exactly. Loggins come in or some, some great studio guys come in and say hey let me sit in for a couple songs and that's great yeah. and so you look at Kenny Loggins and you go no dude this is my gig <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, yeah I didn't say that no he's like <laughs> you're like here's my guitar Mr. Loggins <laughs> <laughs> cool well listen yeah. uh, let's play this cut Sweet Lou and then um, I'm going to come back to you and uh, talk a little bit more about your, your background in, in rock and roll and in songwriting so this is Greg Allen out of Denver, Colorado with Sweet Lou Said she didn't like me Said nobody understand her Like a woman really can She walk in a room People stop and they stare She get men's attention Women don't much care
fun track that's pretty cool so that's sweet lou and uh, on that track there were some local cats playing on that um i think peter zale played that organ and threw peter it. zale played that organ yeah that was great and that yeah, that was his that. idea that whole farfisa little thing wasn't it and we were like yeah oh, that's great we were like i don't know man we need something and yeah because we used peter on another track uh, on the on this record mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think we initially thought uh, anything about this song, but it ended oh, up that's great. Nice. Yeah, we just kind of played it, and he was like, hey, here's what I would do. Yeah, and that was a killer little part on it. Who's yeah. playing the bass on that? Was that was that Mike King? Mike that King, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't remember, and it sure it sounded great, and he's a great player, so I thought it might have been him in there. Yeah, Gary on drums, Gary Brzezizi. Gary Brzezizi, that's true. And then also, yeah. um, recently on this show, I had um, Jerry Donato, who's a sax player and the vice president of the Musicians Union here at this in this local and he played, he put together an ensemble that played on a few of your tracks as well. You know, it's funny you mentioned him because um, I, I took a look at your show um, before you called and I saw you had uh, Jerry on one of your shows. So I listened a few minutes of it. Oh, yeah. It was great to hear Jerry's voice again. He's fantastic. Yeah, and what a character. What a player. I and mean, he's working all the time in this town for different uh, programs. Different, and in fact, he actually has his own radio show, if you want to know how cool this is for me. Uh, he has his own radio show, and he actually featured my whole last album on his show this last week, and it's in their archives. So that oh, was kind of cool. Yeah, I was thrilled. He said, yeah. yeah, I played the whole record, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. So uh, that was kind of cool. But I wanted to play one of your cuts before I let you go that uh, had the horns on it. And I was thinking, was 99 Ways one of those tunes that had all the horns in it? Yeah, yeah, that's the one that Jerry put together the the horn arrangement for. Okay, cool. I was I was thinking it was one of them because some of them we did just straight up uh, guitar and vocal, and I wasn't really sure. I was thinking Ninety Nine Ways was one of those tracks of the full. Band. Yeah, yeah, that turned out great. All right, Greg. Well, listen, man, uh, you're you're like number one in Reverb Nation and the blues up in Denver, right? Or you're like way up there. I know. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm up there. You know, there's a lot. Of, it's the blues scene here in Denver. Great, so there's a lot of great, great cats out here playing blues. But well, cool. Um, I have fun doing it. Well, cool, man. Hopefully, uh, some people come out and check you out, buy your records when they're seeing you play, and uh, we'll let you go. But uh, before you do, or I guess you can go while the song's playing. But here comes. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being on the show, Greg. Here comes. Uh, hey, Greg, thanks for having me, Greg Allen's Ninety Nine Ways. <laughs> See what you do. I hear what you say, oh. and I talk to your friends. They think I'm a stray. I done made up my mind about you. Ninety-nine ways to say the same old thing. You give me that look. You give me a sign. You don't give me a chance to breathe My God, I ain't living, I'm dying I done made up my mind about you Ninety-nine ways to say the same old thing Telling me so And I've been playing like a fool Say that girl Gotta go I done made up my mind 
by Greg Allen. Nice. I tell you, that's one way to get the records you produce on the radio. Start your own dang show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that record sounds great. I'm proud yes, to have been does. a part yes, of it. Yes, it does. And an interesting thing about Greg is he was a pop pop guy, and then he quit playing for about 20 years. He got married and uh, had kids and raised a family and got a regular job. And one day he said, I need to play my guitar again. And he picked it up, and he goes, all of a sudden he was just playing the blues and mm. hadn't really been a blues fan so much before that. Mm -hmm. But uh, everything he's written since has been this kind of blues vibe. Hmm. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Well, Irving, you're here on a special day. i got a big announcement to make. Yes, sir. Uh, actually, I have a couple of announcements to make. We've got uh, the, the good and bad news about something we've been talking about for weeks and weeks is this big Sam Moore show going on down in Miami mm. and it looks like that's been postponed and rescheduled for the spring right. supposed to be happening uh, the 21st of November so that is not happening and we've been we have been talking about that looking so forward to it so we'll see um, what Sam can share with us about that this week he's actually in the air as we speak flying to Miami in mm. regards to another event and so well he couldn't be on the air today but he'll be back next week so November 21 is not happening in Miami. It's been rescheduled for the spring. For the spring, okay. But all of the the artists involved, which include Sting and uh, Phil Collins and John Bon Jovi, and I, think, I believe Bruce Springs was Bruce signed on. I can't remember now. Wow. But all these guys were uh, involved, and so that they've all agreed for the change of date. So it looks like everything's going to go on as planned. So it's going to be exciting. Mm -hmm. That's called Salute to Soul Man. It's just not going to be November twenty first as originally planned. <clears throat> and then mm -hmm. uh, the other big news, kind of big news, because it's fun. <laughs> is that uh, I, Otto D, am going to do my first show without my John Lennon wigs as Otto D as opposed to being as John Lennon. How do you like them apples? I love it. Otto D. That's right. And this is the, like, it's not even posted anywhere yet. The Facebook stuff's going to start probably tomorrow, and, and the club will get it up on their calendar in the next day or two. But it'll be at Last Exit Live in Phoenix on December 9th, which is a Wednesday evening. December 9th. Yeah, write it down. You December can buy your tickets online 9th. before they're gone. The buy capacity of this venue is only 200 seats, so... Uh, I think we're going to pre-sell the place out. That's yeah. the plan. And yeah. uh, I've got some incredible people in the band with me on the show, including Catherine Quinnett from Sugar Beat, local band. And they've got a huge following, so I'm sure she's going to spread the word to her fans to be there. And um, a number of other people. Todd awesome. Shubas playing. Jeff Naylor's playing. Awesome. Uh, Rachel Gold is playing. Um, and, and we've got Priscilla Westgate on violin, fiddle and background mm -hmm. vocals. So we've got a big band and opening is Corby Canada which is going to be a blast because Corby mm. I'm a huge fan of hers and she's uh, been on the show here and so I was talking to her representatives today and mm -hmm. they agreed to do the show and they don't know that it's been confirmed yet so just <laughs> listen Corby we did it we're on the, we got the gig representatives so, that's going to be cool so that'll be going to go into uh, you know Facebook and social media tomorrow and the tickets will be available but that's going to be cool, a lot of fun I'm cool, looking forward to that cool. playing my own songs for the first time exactly you know, we played a bunch of cover tunes when I was a kid and then I played Lennon songs all this time and now I'm actually going to play my own the public's going to Find out who the real auto D is. They're gonna have to deal with it. They're gonna deal. They're gonna finally gonna have to face me. <laughs> Take that. People. Exactly. There you go. And that's without my wig. That's right. That's right. So I thought we might as well go ahead and play one of my cuts that's gonna be on the show because you know why not? That's so right. So here's a tune called uh, "Fake It Till You Make It." Great tune from the tune. Auto DCD called "Amusing." Amusing.
turn it off now but here comes the part with the cheerleaders so let's just <laughs> keep the cheerleaders just for a second <laughs> I don't think we'll have cheerleaders. You can't go wrong with cheerleaders singing. <laughs> can't go wrong with that. No, and I don't think we'll have any cheerleaders at the show unless my, you know, people in the audience want to do the little go-go. That's part right. Thing. That's right. They should. Well, I think that's enough of this racket. So um, I want to thank you again, Irving, for coming in, taking the my time. My pleasure. I know it's a little bit of a drive for you to pleasure. come all the way it's in here honor. to the studios. It's an honor. Drove all the way in from LA tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All the, well, nearly anyway. And uh, we got to listen to Memories and uh, Wombat, which were both cool. Thank so, you. Thank you. On iTunes, Irving Jack, there's a bunch of tracks. You got it. And you got a website. That's right. IrvingJack.com. Irving Imagine Irving that. <laughs> it's tough yeah. to remember. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for being here, and uh, I look forward to working with you on some new stuff in the near future. Thank you, sir. Looking forward to it. And uh, you know, be sure to buy a ticket to that big show coming. Be right. sure <laughs> to buy a ticket <laughs> December 9th. Last things in love. That's Auto right. D. That's right. And you're listening to Auto D. Go, go ahead. Give it to me. One time. You can't do it. Can't do it. Can't you can do do it. it.